Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. When you have weak and poor leadership from weak and poor leaders, you get weak and poor decisions as a result. There is probably no better example of this than what is happening right now in Afghanistan currently. We have a weak and poor president of the United States in Joe Biden. No matter what you think about whether or not we should have stayed in Afghanistan or not, how we are exiting is a complete failure. It is a tragedy of our own making. And people are paying the price with their lives. Joe Biden made the weak and poor decision to tell the world, including our enemies, that we would withdraw our military from Afghanistan before August 31st. This set into motion chaos in the country. One of the things that has happened is that we have now equipped terrorists with military equipment and technology. Uh, you, you thought that Iran was one of the top sponsors of terror around the world, right? Well, not anymore. Judging from what we left the Taliban regime, we now top the list. Here, here is an account from a recent report in Forbes. The U.S. provided an estimated 83 billion dollars worth of training and equipment to the Afghan uh, security forces since 2001. Now, this this year alone, the U.S. military aid to Afghanistan um, forces was about $3 billion. Putting price tags on American military equipment still in Afghanistan isn't really an easy task. But in the fog of war, or shall we say the fog withdrawal, (laughs) Afghanistan has always been kind of a black box with little sunshine. Not helping transparency, the Biden administration is now hiding key audits on Afghan uh, military equipment. This week, our auditors at uh, OpenTheBooks.com reposted two key reports on the U.S. war chest of military gear in Afghanistan that had disappeared from federal websites. Hmm, kind of surprising, isn't it, right? Number one, vehicles and airplanes. Between uh, 2003 and 2016, because that's about as far as as we can uh, can go with some of this, um, the U.S. purchased and provided 75,898 vehicles. That's almost 76,000 vehicles and 208 aircraft to the Afghan Army and Security Forces, according to a Government Accountability Office report. Now, over 42,000, 42,600 pickups and cargo trucks, all-terrain four-wheel drive vehicles go go up to about, well, over $42,000 in military uh, databases, Uh, 22,174 Humvees. That's over 22,000 Humvees. Uh, 
These are utility Humvees, and they were typically priced at about $91,000 apiece. However, the 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 twelve thousand pound troop transport version cost three hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars a piece. Eight hundred ninety and eight 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 thousand nine hundred and ninety eight. So really, too short of nine thousand five ton cargo transport trucks were delivered to Afghanistan. the 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 family of of uh, MTV uh, heavy vehicles had had price tags ranging from about two hundred and thirty five thousand, all the way up to seven hundred and twenty four thousand each. Cargo trucks and transport airplanes cost eight hundred thousand a piece. Now we've we've delivered over a thousand recovery vehicles, the 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 truck wreckers, which uh, cost between uh, well one hundred and sixty eight thousand and eight hundred and eighty thousand a piece. For each super strength version. 928 MRAPs, which stands for mine resistant ambush protected vehicles. Uh, these, when we first started to uh, go over there to, to Afghanistan, a lot of our guys were coming back without uh, legs and arms and, and, their, and their lives. Why? Because of these mines that were set. Uh, and and so we came up with what was now termed MRAPs, the mine resistant ambush protected vehicles, so that uh, when we did hit a mine, uh, then it wouldn't take the life uh, and limbs of our uh, of our soldiers. Well, these mine resistant vehicles can cost up to seven hundred and sixty seven thousand a piece, and we sent over there almost a thousand of these. 189 armored personnel carriers. The uh, M577A2s, um, they they can be about 333,000 a piece. So you can see there's a lot just in, I mean, we're not talk, talking about planes and, and, and other things, just in vehicles. There's a lot of vehicles and a lot of equipment there. Aircraft. This month, the Taliban seized Black Hawk helicopters and A-29 Super um, Tucano uh, uh, attack aircraft. Uh, as late as last month, the Af- uh, Afghanistan's Ministry of Defense posted photos on social media of seven newly arrived helicopters from the U.S. This was reported by, uh, by Reuters. Black Hawk helicopters can cost up to $21 million apiece. And in 2013, the U.S. placed an order for 20 A-29 uh, Super Tucano uh, attack aircraft for $427 million. That's over $21 million for each plane. Another specialized uh, helicopter uh, can cost up to $37 million each. The Afghan Air Force contracted for C-208 light attack aircrafts. Uh, in March of 2018, seven planes for $84.6 million or $12.1 million each. The planes are very sophisticated and carry Hellfire missiles, anti-tank uh, missiles, and other weaponry. The PC-12 intelligence, reconnaissance, and surveillance planes use the latest in technology. Having these planes fall into Taliban control is very disconcerting. Civilian uh, models sell for approximately $5 each, and the military planes could sell for 
for many more times that. Now, the um, observation helicopters can cost almost a million dollars a piece. And we let a bunch of those stay over there. We gave the Taliban 208 of these types of aircraft, with over half being Black Hawk helicopters. Even if the Taliban can't fly airplanes, the the parts are very valuable. For example, just the, the control stick for certain military planes can um you know has an acquisition value of over seventeen thousand dollars just a fuel tank can sell for thirty five thousand we've lost drones over there in in 2017 the u.s military lost uh 174 million dollars in drones that were part of the attempt to help the afghan national army defend itself but the uh, the uh, afghan national army didn't immediately use the drones and then lost the uh, track of them this week the SIGAR audit on the $174 million drone loss uh, disappeared from its website. Again, another thing just suddenly disappears. Weapons, communications equipment, and night vision goggles. Um, Since 2003, the U.S. gave uh, Afghan forces at least 600,000 infantry weapons, including M16 rifles, 162,000 pieces of communication equipment, and 16,000 night vision goggle devices, according to the GAO report. The Halitzer is the modern cannon for the U.S. military, and each unit can cost up to a half of a a billion dollars. However, most are in the 200,000 range um and 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 at the higher end there is gps guidance on fired shells a common price for an m16 rifle is 749 according to the dla adding a, a grenade launcher can push the price of the m16 to se- to, to $12,000 m4 carbine rifles are slightly more expensive with with unit price right around about uh, almost $1300 just the sights on night vision sniper rifle scopes can run as high as $35,000. However, most vary in price between about $5,000 and $10,000. Now, it's not just this stuff. Each uh, uh, aerostat surveillance balloon costs $8.9 million. Each Scan Eagle drone costs approximately $1.4 million, according to a recent um, procurement news. Even as as late as uh, as this year, U.S. appropriations for the Wolfhound radio monitoring systems that we were talking about they they approach eight hundred seventy four thousand dollars a piece. Night vision de- devices the the total cost for the the sixteen thousand night vision goggles alone could run as high as eighty million dollars. Individually, the high tech goggles were were priced between about twenty seven and, and five thousand dollars. Other equipment like image uh, intensifiers are commonly priced over ten thousand each. However, sophisticated models run as high as sixty-six. Now, radio equipment—the cost of equipment adds up. Uh, receiver transmitters, sophisticated radio sets, amplifiers, repeater sets, uh, deployment sets to to identify frequencies run up to eighteen thousand apiece. However, if if the Taliban doesn't have the the expertise or the technology to, you know, program the equipment, it will become obsolete quickly. 
or it could just simply be sold off to other countries who wanted to acquire U.S. technology. And there's more. Years Because we were just talking about, for the most part, years uh, up to 2016. And, and between 2017 and 2019, the U.S. also gave Afghan forces se- over 7,000 machine guns, over 7,400 Humvees, 20,000 hand grenades, over 25 bom- uh, 2,500 bombs, and, and almost 1,400 grenade launchers. And this was according uh, to the since-removed 2020 SIGAR report that, of course, suddenly you can't find online. The unnamed official told Reuters that uh, um, looked into some of this, that current intelligence assessment was that the Taliban took control of more than 2,000 armored vehicles, including American Humvees, and as many as 40 aircraft that included the UH-60 Blackhawk Scout attack uh, helicopters and the Scan Eagle military drones. Now... I hope I didn't lose you with all the numbers and all, and 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 this is just one aspect of what is happening over there in Afghanistan because of this 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 poor president. The, the, this is just this is we're we're talking about dollars here. We're we're not even talking about what these um, terrorists are going to do with all of this stuff. I I, I liked I like this quote and it said that we don't have a complex picture, obviously, of what every article of defense materials has gone. But certainly, a fair amount of it has fallen into the hands of the Taliban. This was a White House National Security Advisor, Jake uh, Sylvan. Uh, and he said this on Thursday to the, to the Hill. He said, and obviously we don't have a sense that they are going to readily hand it over to us at the airport. Well, yeah, of course not. <laughs> of course they're not going to give this stuff back. Oh, hey, we found this. We thought it was yours. It said U.S. on it. The, the brain trust that we have right now in this administration is staggering. Republican senators have d- demanded that there be a full count of U.S. military equipment left in Afghanistan. And in a letter to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, the lawmaker said that they were horrified to see the photos of Taliban um, militants taking hold of military equipment, including Black Hawk helicopters. It is unconscionable that the high-tech military equipment paid for by the U.S. taxpayers has fallen into the hands of the Taliban and their terrorist allies. The lawmakers said in, in, in their letter, Security, uh, securing U.S. assets should have been among the top priorities for the U.S. Department of Defense prior to announcing the withdrawal from Afghanistan. In fact, I, I will say I've seen videos of uh, Taliban uh, that, that have taken over uh, some of our airports and, and, our, and our military bases there where we just le- we left everything. We left guitars. We, le- we left everything. It just, it's just like they turned out the lights and left. In fact, they did, really, at 3 a.m. in the morning. And, and everything was there. So you, you, they, they went in, and, and people looted it. Um, we, we, we see te- videos of, of, of Taliban who are in the, in the exercise rooms working out uh, on, on, uh, on the equipment that we brought in. Uh, it's, 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 it's staggering. So, so who are the type of people that we ha- have just given all of this equipment to? Well, 
this is what just happened in Afghanistan uh, Thursday. According to a Daily Wire report, at least 12 U.S. service members, and I'll say at, as of the time of this writing, it was 12. I, I just, as, as I went to record uh, here, um, that number went to 13. Uh, U.S. service members are dead after multiple explosions went off in, in Cabal, Afghanistan, near the sea's airport. 11 Marines and one Navy medic. And then, like I say, there's, there's now a 13th. At least 10 of U.S. Uh, service members killed dozens of American Americans wounded in suicide bombing attacks at the uh, Abbey Gate in Cabal this morning. Uh, death toll of the U.S. service members likely to rise, and obviously it has. Um, and uh, two explosions rocked Cabal on Thursday, killing dozens and causing numerous injuries as crowds in Afghanistan and others flocked to the Hamid Karzai International Airport, which basically is just one one strip uh, that that you can get in some of these big uh, jets on. Uh, an earlier report from the Wall Street Journal said that four U.S. military uh, uh, people were killed in the bombing and multiple uh, people were injured. The bombings um, uh, uh, took place uh, just outside the airport on Thursday as uh, throngs of people flaw, uh, flocked to the airport seeking evacuation from the largely Taliban-controlled country. One reported ISIS suicide bombers hit one of the air, airport's uh, main gates and the uh, Abbey Gate, it's called the Abbey Gate. Another uh, explosion struck just outside uh, Cabal's um, Barron Hotel, which has been a gathering place for Americans uh, waiting to be uh, extracted from the country. Uh, the total number of, of injuries um, remains unclear, is what they're saying. Uh, though early reports indicate over a dozen dead and dozens injured. The attacks took place hours after multiple N uh, NATO uh, uh, countries uh, su suspected evacuation operations, um, and they suspended them, um, citing that the possibility of terror attacks uh, was, was definitely present. Thousands of people seeking uh, extradition have uh, crowded outside the um, perimeter, of the airport in recent weeks, and the Taliban checkpoints have blocked most from getting through. The uh, an eyewitness to the suicide bombing outside Kabul Airport main entrance on Thursday said a young girl died in his arms, and the the wounded American troops were were getting uh, passports. Uh, the the Afghan identified uh, as as uh, Carl. They just identify him as Carl, who said he was a translator for the U.S. Marines. And he told Fox News that he was outside uh, the airport waiting in line for a plane to take him uh, out of the country. And there was an explosion that happened inside the crowd. A lot of people got hurt, he said. Uh, I got a baby uh, girl. She was five years old and she died in my hands. Uh, I think some of the Americans uh, got hurt too and people are running around. Uh, Carl continued. He he said he saw the young girl on the ground and he picked her up, and she died right there. And and Carl, who said he was taking some victims uh, of the blast to the hospital in his vehicle, said the Americans were outside the airport uh, where the explosion occurred. And I would add to that that um, that this was a, a coordinated attack that we know of at this point because it wasn't just the suicide bombings. Uh, the bombs, uh, it's, it's a military type of tactic where, where you would set off a bomb and then that maneuvers people to where you want to go. 
and I want, want them to go and then you can then fire upon them more easily. And so that's what happened. These bombs went off, obviously killing a lot of people. And then uh, the gunfire uh, from all around, uh, just basically kind of shooting people in a barrel is, is kind of what uh, was going on here. Um, and, and, and here is a sad result of weak and poor leadership. This girl and dozens of others have literally paid for this president's terrible decisions with their lives. This administration could not make the U.S. look any weaker. They really couldn't. The Biden uh, administration reportedly gave the Taliban a list of names of U.S. uh, United States citizens, green card holders, and other Afghan allies that needed to be allowed into the airport so that they could be evacuated, a a decision that sparked widespread outrage from officials and critics. This is is amazing, and and in, in a bad way, obviously. The move detailed to Politico by three U.S. and congressional officials was designed to expedite the evacuation of ten, uh, tens of thousands of people from Afghanistan as chaos erupted in Af- uh, Afghanistan's capital city last week after the Taliban seized control of the country. Political reported uh, that, um, that, quote, but the decision to provide specific names to the Taliban, which has a history of brutally murdering Afghans who collaborated with the U.S. and other uh, coalition forces during the, the conflict, has angered lawmakers and military officials. The Pentagon official told Politico that the Biden administration effectively put all those Afghans on a kill list. Quote, it's just appalling and shocking and makes you feel unclean, the official added. I I would say the exact same thing. I would say that, that I cannot believe that the administration would do that. I cannot, I mean, I guess, I, I guess I can, I mean, I, because of all the, the, the terrible decisions and the things that they have done so completely wrong, but how in the world can you think that this is a good idea? How in the world can you say that, that I, that, that giving the names and information of, uh, of U S citizens and, and of those that, that helped us uh, there in Afghanistan is a really good idea. We know they're going door to door. We know that they're killing people. We know they're dragging them out in the streets. We know that 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 this is going on. This is what the Taliban is doing. We know that. And so what do we do? We give them the names and, and information so that they can they can go do more of that. If, if And we know we're not going to get everybody out. We know that. And when asked and today, um, President Biden said, well, yeah, you know, it might have happened, but I don't know. I, it, it's so bad. It's so weak. Such poor leadership here. I, so, so let me get this straight. Let's 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 sum this up. Let's sum up what's happening in Afghanistan. Number one, we told the Taliban, and of course, whoever else wants to kill us, when we would be withdrawing from the country. That way, they can spend that time getting ready for an assault and retake the country. Number two, we withdrew our military from our air bases so 
we couldn't get our own people out and our allies out alive, right? I mean, what better place, what more easily defensible position would be our own military base? But no, we had to close all seven of them. And we had to then uh, try to defend some little airstrip in the middle of town somewhere. So we did that, number two. Number three, we left billions of equipment, technology, and resources to looters and to terrorists. And, and didn't tell the Afghan army that we left even. They didn't even know that we had left. They literally turned out the lights at 3 a.m. in the morning, and, and looters and Taliban had already uh, come and found, uh, looted the, the place and taken over the place when the Afghan army then finally found out that we had left. Number four, we withdrew our support and banned private contractors even from supporting the Afghan army. And then we blame them, of course. Number five, we, we, um, we, can, we, we, just, we looked around at one little airstrip and said, yeah, this is, this is where we're going to uh, make a stand, <laughs> right? We congregated everybody there and said, this is where we're going to take everybody out. Number six, we, we blame President Trump and the U.S., trained and and funded Afghan army for the Taliban takeover. This, by the way, was after President Trump informed us, or President Biden informed us that the Taliban had been defeated and and we had nothing to worry about. Remember that? We're not going to see the same thing that, that happened before where we're taking people off the top of our embassy in helicopters. We saw that exact thing happen. Oh, the, the Taliban, they, they, you know, they're second rate. We, we don't, we don't know. It, it, it's like Obama saying, remember, it's the JV team. ISIS is a JV team. And then suddenly they weren't. Suddenly they were massive and, 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 a, and a major threat. Number seven, the Taliban is going door to door, killing Christians and everyone that helped us over the last 20 years. We, we, number eight, we refused uh, to get all of our people out. We refuse to get them out of the country ahead of the self-imposed deadline. It's our own deadline that we imposed on ourselves. We, ne- we are negotiating and paying ransom to Taliban terrorists to help us uh, keep people safe around the airport. We are literally asking the enemy to help us get our people out. We're begging them and paying them. We gave over our security to the enemy force. We lost the most service members in over a decade because of a a coordinated attack of bombs and gunfire. And now we find out that we are literally giving the Taliban terrorists the names and the information of every person that that, that, that they vow to kill. This is so bad. This is not leadership. This is beyond weak and poor leadership. This is corruption, and it has to stop. My heart breaks for those people over there. All of you have to do is is just watch that pathetic press conference yesterday as the as the president responded to the coordinated attack to see just how weak he is 
I cannot imagine being someone who voted for this kind of leadership. And if you want to defend it, I would love to hear from you. And you can always get a hold of, of us here uh, at Uncommon Sense by going to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.